Welcome to Nah Fam, the podcast. Episode, not sure. It's been a while. How many days has it been since we recorded last? <laughs> a while. <laughs> like five. Like, is that funny to you? It's not really, that's not really a while. It's been five days. It's, it's been five It's a while days. for us. Okay, it's but. a while for us. We've, uh, slowing down a little bit. I was thinking about this actually. And we decided today that you're gonna, that you have a lot to say right, and you feel no, like your no. voice is... Is what what would be the right word? You're oppressed by my oppressive nature. Oh my God! Here we go. So we're going to experiment with you taking the lead. Well, we joke about you taking the lead. Yeah, I mean, today you're really going to take. Not really though. We want to. We want to maybe keep some listeners. So we're not going to. I don't. You might gain listeners. I think (laughs) the working hypothesis is that I have to keep coming in and rescuing you because things get crazy. But maybe I don't need to. Yeah, I do think that that I, there's a lot of truth to that, especially with certain topics. But I, th- uh, I think that some of that is your own uh, feeling about getting bored with my conversation. Maybe other people wouldn't be as bored Maybe. with it. Yeah, and I so feel like you trail off, and it makes me anxious. Yeah, well, I think the same sometimes. We're yeah. just, I think we're, I think we're hyper tuned tuned into that with I each other. I do trail off. I just think that yeah. I'm more entertaining I when I trail off than when yeah, you trail off. Yeah, that's debatable. But anyway. <laughs> um, Shoot, I started to say something, and I took over. Then you took over. Shocking! <laughs> oh, I was I, I was thinking this morning on the way into work, and I'm like, you know, I knew we didn't record yesterday. We talked about it, and I was like, I don't want to record tonight, and I'm just tired. Um, we'll get into that in a minute. But I was like, you know what? I just want to record a podcast for people with short-term memory. Um, or long-term memory problems so that we can just continue to talk about the same things and not worry mm. about somebody being like, yeah, you already talked about this a week ago. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, but Because with us doing it, I feel like half the time we've said certain things, but then we come back to them, obviously, just because it's normal and things that we talk about. It may be in a little bit different way, but for somebody else that's listening, it's probably like, yeah, you're saying the same thing. Just, you know what, though? Can I add to that really yeah. quick? Because I, I had the same thought yesterday. That's really interesting. I am rereading a book that I was required to read and when I was like a sophomore or something at MSU for one of my religious studies courses. It was for African traditions. I remembered that book had a profound impact on me, so I reordered it about two weeks ago. It's called Mama Lola, uh-huh. but um, I was reading, starting it yesterday because I've had a hard time getting it started. But the anthropologist that is writing this book about this woman named Mama Lola, who is a voodoo priestess, Long story, you can read it if you'd like. She talked about the same idea of like Mama Lola, spending time with Mama Lola and learning mm-hmm. about her craft. She would repeat herself many times, tell the same stories, but every time she told a story, she would go deeper with it or provide a different slant to it, all in the spirit of just trying to get an important message across repetitively so that it, does that make sense? Yeah, and I feel like that's kind of what—that's kind of what I think happens with yeah. us. Every time we talk about it, something we go a little deeper. We may we bring up, another angle. Yeah, one little one little piece that we'll expand on from what we talked about before, but maybe in a different way. Or you know, you, you talk about something and then, yeah, something like jogs your memory, or you think about that and like, oh, I should have said this about it. I really wanted to add this. So we, you know, we do come back to a lot of the same topics, and, and I'm sure we and will. And to me, they're for me personally. They're important topics that I have a lot to yeah. say about. So, 
So that's what we talked about in this being an audio diary. And you and I have gone back and forth with this. On our own, it's like, well, yeah, the whole idea is that we're just talking. And so trying to look for topics and come up with ideas and everything else to make it entertaining. Well, obviously, we're doing it. We're recording it. We're putting it out there. People are listening to it. So we're going to be self-conscious about that for sure. But then it, it it can take away from our own relationship and conversation. Our own if authenticity. We, yeah. If we focus too much on that. Yeah. So, so that said, what, what are you talking about? Uh, I was going to talk about uh, Power BI. Um, just kidding. Okay. Maybe a little bit. What is Power BI? Basically take different data sources, databases, spreadsheets, uh, wherever information can be stored and put it together and build dashboards and powerful tools to analyze and look at data and slice it. So is that like new? Uh, it's been around for a few years, but it's, it's getting to be pretty popular now in the business world. So what is it like? Because I don't, I don't, I haven't kept up on Microsoft since like 2007. Yeah. Uh, was it like a, like a hybrid of like PowerPoint and Excel and like I don't know what what is a- actually a, a, a little bit? Yay, it lets I'm you it lets, lets you visualize <laughs> data and like I said and then on the fly you know filter it and sort it. But once you create the dashboard, then you can do it with you know little date sliders and you know pretty little tools instead of having to manually, you know, type in formulas and do stuff like that and filter a spreadsheet. So it's, mm. I'm learning how to, uh, our IT director has been doing all of our reporting and nobody else knows how to do it. So I've been tasked with at least learning the basics of it so that I can be a backup person to help out with that. And so I've been playing around with it and it's... I can only imagine the playing around <clears throat> that you've been doing. Yes. And it's... I, it's funny because I've been saying, oh, we can just do this and it's easy. It's easy. It's not easy. It's you don't quite the pain in the easy. ass. I remember one time when we were dating, I walked into your house and you were playing a board game with your boys. And I would have thought that I would have been like, oh, that's so sweet. He's doing, he's spending quality well, we time with this, his boys. Yeah. We did not talk we about We didn't this. talk about this? I thought we did. You know what you were doing? I was, yeah, I had a spreadsheet. You were disengaged and I was... from the game, creating a <laughs> spreadsheet about the game. Yeah. And I was like, there's so many. I was just telling somebody about this <laughs> about that triggered me day. and bother me, and like that's somebody else was telling me a similar thing about how they too. they were doing something and they <laughs> built this thing, and I was like, it just reminded me of that time when I was playing that. And, you weren't yeah. playing it though. Well, no, I was. You playing disengaged it, from but... the play to go do your own thing that you wanted to do. I was sitting there with my and laptop it was and keeping score, and then I had yeah, pretty little visuals and tools to yeah, color code things, yeah. and, and it was yeah. fun. And if you ever want to know if you have ADHD, not fun for them. Without a doubt. Just recall that story. Which is why I've said on this podcast, it's like, you're like, it's your turn to lead. I lead all the time and you have to lead. And I'm like, I'm all over the fucking place, like in my head. I, I want to talk about a little bit about a lot of different things, but nothing to focus on. I just suck at that. And you're like, then you trail off. It's like, of course I do. That is my nature. So I'm doing this to try to actually hone in a little and bit and be order better Order is it. my nature. Order, yes. Order. Kind of comments people would agree. Wanting to do this because this is an area where I I think I have a lot of room to grow in and conversation and, you know, the talking about. Yeah. And I have area to grow in relinquishing my control over well, to somebody else. So this, I'm trying. I know. And every so time. So what are we going to talk about? Let's every, get to the point. No, chop, this chop. is the point. This is the point. <laughs> every time you say that, as soon as you say, you're leading today, I'm relinquishing control over to you. <laughs> my brain just freezes and I literally like, I can't think of one thing to talk about. So, mm-hmm. and then my um, brain's like, have a bet, have a plan B, have a plan B. 
Yeah. What? What? I. You know. Like I'm already thinking about the Plan B things because the well, things the, that you're not getting to that I think we should be getting. No. To. The, the obvious. The obvious thing this week is. Um, what was today? Wednesday, Monday night. Obviously, the shooting at yeah. MSU. Mm-hmm. That's why we were up late. Um, you. You know, it was about eight thirty that it started. Eight, at Michigan eight, State eight, University. 818 was what the reports say. 818. And I don't think we learned about it until about 945, no, maybe? No, 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 no. Wow, you're way off. No. Um, we started listening to the police scanner about my kids, 10. No, uh, my kid's dad called us, actually, mm-hmm. because, no, we started way before 10 um, to tell us, ask if we knew about it. And I was actually giving Christopher a haircut. And... Um, so we were just like, oh, yeah. And then he was like, kept texting us. And then we, we were getting lots, lots of texts from a lot of yeah. people about it, actually. Um, and then he said he was listening on the scanner. So then at that point, I was like, okay, well, let's listen on the scanner. So I think it was, we got, I actually did the math. I think we got on at nine. Okay. To the scanner. And that was so intense. And along with, uh, what, 200,000 other people that were on that app. Yeah, yeah, just just on that app, yeah. and I, you know, it's one of the things talking about it. It's almost like I feel, I feel in a way like I don't have a right to talk about it, right? In in a way that is, I don't want to say dramatic, but that it's intense. Yeah. But I because I I can't fathom in any way what the students and the people on campus were feeling during that time and listening to the scanner mm-hmm. and all the nine one one calls coming in and the way they, I mean the the. The person who handled the calls was phenomenal in just mm-hmm. coordinating and, mm-hmm. and talking with everybody in, involved. Mm-hmm. They did a really good job from that, it seemed like at least. But, I mean, we just heard constant calls coming in of reports of mm-hmm. gunfire, gunfire, mm-hmm. you know, people walking yeah, with backpacks and I with long so guns. Many of and, this, and you're listening to, to the scanner yeah. as well. So to be in your room or wherever you're barricaded when some of them are in classrooms and to think, Oh my gosh! There's are multiple shooters. Yeah. Who is next? Are they coming? Like that? I mean, there was there must have just have been a real fear. It's not just like oh, there's one guy and we don't know where he. Is. I mean, yeah. the the level of reports that were coming in on that scanner, I can't. Um, they were scary to me. I can't imagine being there and feeling that vulnerable. No, locked in a room, and then you know the police are you know going through and clearing the buildings, and they're knocking on doors, and then the people don't know is yeah. is this truly the police that are mm-hmm. knocking on my door, or is this you know a, a gunman? And then there was a report that came in. Uh, apparently, somebody said that there were explosives planted on campus, mm-hmm. and then hung up on nine one one when yeah. they called that. Yeah. I mean, on top of everything else, and you realize that you know that chaos that ensues through all of that and the the, the feeling of because all of the reports of gunshots after the fact f- at least from what we know and mm-hmm. everything else it was a sole gunman and mm-hmm. there were no other mm-hmm. gunshots after mm-hmm. the initial mm-hmm. situation yeah, none of that actually happened none of that actually happened but I, I, it just goes to tell you that any noise obviously that they heard it was we heard you know three to four gunshots we heard this we heard you know a burst Wait, of and it's yeah. like yeah, it's just crazy how obviously the human mind will. Yeah, well, I mean, we're just not to get off topic, but even with the whole unidentified objects this yeah. week, it's like even on our local Facebook groups, there's people posting constantly about stuff flying over the local right. town we're in, and people are like, "That happens all the time." This is not, but people are so yeah, the Starlink hyper vigilant. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, the Starlink satellites flew over, and there's like whatever, like twenty five in a row. So there's yeah. like this train. Yeah, all of that stuff. And, I have to I have to interrupt you for a second because yeah. you said something, and I want to back up. You talking about that as that thing unfolded, 
what I didn't share with you is I I happened to have a session with my um, therapist person the, the following morning, and I was just kind of talking to her about the whole thing and just processing it a little bit. And she had asked how you respond in situations like that. Because I told her, I said, kind of like obsessively, you know, looking at the news and get tra- waiting for more information to come out mm-hmm. about the perpetrator and just interested yeah. in that, his history and all of that. And just then I had was away from it for a couple hours and I noticed how much what the the physiological changes that occurred in me for the better and just how you know noticing those things so she had asked like how you are in those situations and I commented how you know you're eerily calm and steady always in crisis like that like your thing is almost like he's overregulated to the point at times where I have to now say okay how much of his calm can I trust because now maybe mm-hmm. he's just over he, he gets just way overly but I had commented I'm like but we were both very much into it we both couldn't fall asleep we were both you know listening and so I guess I'm just curious now I, I never asked you how you felt during that time listening to it because it was really unsettling for me Oh, it was incredibly unsettling. And yeah, list, listening to that, and, and I mean, obviously, I think it's natural. Like, you just want an answer. You want an answer. Mm-hmm. And But listening to it and sitting here and feeling that, having the experience that I had just listening to all of it going on and trying to, like, place, where's this location at? Where's this location at? Okay, mm-hmm. you know, almost mm-hmm. like visualizing. Which we could do because we went to school there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, just for clarification, yeah, Michigan State is in East Lansing and it's, 40 minutes from us. So we go there a few times a year just to walk, go walk around. We just stuff. went there. We just went yeah. to those, the places where the shooting occurred were some of my most, those were, it was near my dorm where I lived. That building at Berkey Hall, you and I just went there because I, we just, I mean, that whole area over there is my space. And yeah. we spent a lot of time over there in our most recent visit, reminiscing and, well, I was reminiscing, sharing with you mm-hmm. my, <laughs> emotional attachments to those areas of campus. Yeah, and I do want to add for maybe somebody who isn't aware of the situation, the gunman, they did, mm-hmm. they posed, they released a photo of him on social media mm-hmm. and then they received calls identifying the suspect walking down the street like three miles from campus. Mm-hmm. They approached him and he ended up um, shooting himself. Mm-hmm. Which so we heard on the... We heard, uh, yeah, on the scanner, mm-hmm. um, you know, and... and it was there was there was quite a period of time, you know, where the the calls in regarding you know a suspicious vehicle or a vehicle you know leaving campus so at a high many, rate of speed, and so you're just many. thinking like, please don't be in one of those vehicles. Like you can't like this person can't escape or these people can't escape. And yeah, I got to a point after like I think we were on for two two and a half hours. You're right, so it probably was earlier than ten. But mm-hmm. my thought was like, they're not going to get this person. Yeah. Or people. Right. I mean. It was so chaotic. It's just, mm-hmm. it, it feels like this is, this could be the one that the person, I mean, not that yeah. it never, you know, they never It get felt away, that but. way to us, but I, I think like even like the police chief had spoken a couple of times and said, I understand what people are hearing on the yeah. scanners. It's not, like, I don't think that it was that chaotic for them. They're used to this, you know? I mean, they respond appropriately well, to all of the things, yeah. but. I think that they there's a chance they also had a better handle on it from the start than we get to experience. Well, I think that, yeah, I mean, just again. I mean, obviously not, they didn't know where he was, but. Right, and we don't, obviously we don't tune into the police, you know, scanner on a regular basis. Correct. So to understand what transpires during an event. But I will say from the beginning when we started listening and they had, you know, their different uh, teams that were out there from, because obviously they called law enforcement from all over the area. 
it seemed to me, and maybe I'm wrong on this, that earlier on they were more spread out and moving from place to place where it got to a point where yeah. they obviously had more where they were actually like staying in place. So each yeah. of the halls, it's like, no, we've got teams camped out at each location as opposed to trying to go because that was that was the part here and again mm-hmm. like you said well yeah i mean we don't we don't know the process the, no we don't the know process of, of, of the so why can't we talk you're like telling me well we don't know the pro- of course we don't. we don't know but i'm saying you're speculating on what they did when we don't even know that that's yeah. what they did <laughs> but i mean now well they did say that they said no they said hold your location like stay where you are they said that later on, where yeah. at first, and, and again, I am speculating. Well, completely yeah, they had, on, they went in and they cleared yeah. the dorms. So my my, my point to that, and the reason I brought that up was listening to it and and feeling, you know, you have these different yeah. teams moving from place to place, and it's like that campus is so big and so spread out. Yeah, it's huge. You know, so you could you could miss something in between, and that was, I, I mean, again, sitting here forty minutes away was terrifying, and so anyway, mm-hmm. that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's that close was... to home. And I mean, I that's the one thing with these last year, around, about just over a year ago, there was a high school shooting in Metro Detroit. And it's like when it's close to home, it's a different level. It hits you in a different level. Um, I feel like, I, you know, it's just it's, it's the reality of it all is like, whoa. Um, you know what I mean? So I was getting an error on the screen there. So, oh. But yes, it, it told you. Is right. there still an error? No, it went away. So okay. I don't know what we're going to lose on that. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> um, no, you're totally right on that. You hear these things in the news, and it, I mean, it just goes to show you how desensitized. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mm-hmm. going to belabor this because yeah. you hear it all the time. But it's yeah. like, yeah, I mean, it's, you, it's. Can you move your mic down? You go in and out, and it sounds so much better when oh. you're close to it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, I think, disgusting that it feels that way, where it's just like, oh, there's a shooting, and, you know, five states away like that's terrible mm-hmm. and you feel like it's terrible but then you just go on with your daily routine yeah. and that's like the extent of it i mean that's that's a pathetic place to be mm-hmm. where we're at right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. and all of that where mm-hmm. it is it's just like okay move on even you know there's nothing else to talk about it's like giving up yeah and then when it happens closer to home then it's like oh, oh no like yeah. this you can't you can't ignore this you can't just yeah change a station yeah so my experience with that was honestly thinking like, you know, not that, um, again, before everything ended, but like, not that somebody's going to come here, but it does make you just rethink a little bit of everything. You it know, how you, how you, how you, how you handle here. It absolutely makes yeah. you think, and you should, I mean, we should think like that at this point. Right. I mean, seriously, yeah. I, I mean, I just, for some reason, there's something that's always been wired in me since I was a little kid to worry about. Mm-hmm crowds and like what if somebody came in and there I don't know why I, I've always been sort of like geared towards that so when people talk about oh people are checking exits and you know we shouldn't be in a situation where we fear for this I'm like oh well I kind of always have but I realize that's the things that are weird about me and something maybe <laughs> unique to people with with difficulties with anxiety disorders but um yeah no it's 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 very it's terrible it's terrible it's scary to think that it's where it's at and to have children out there going to school every day and feeling like so vulnerable. I just, I hate all of it. It's so, well, and you, hurt. I, and I hate guns and this always brings up this whole debate and it's so controversial and it's complex and I understand and I'm not going to sit here and try to solve it, but it's frustrating because it's like, I just, I just don't see a need 
for guns in society. I just, I, there's no, there's no why I've yet to hear a wise argument for one. And it's like, you know, we talk about why the right to bear arms ever came into play. And it's like, okay, well, should we then protect or should we all then allow ourselves to have merit military level grade, um, weapons in our houses because we need to defend ourselves against the government because that's what they have. I mean, the logic here doesn't add up, but like also just on a human level, like I'm not even going to try to go into that, but it's just like, it's so unnecessary. It's so unnecessary. All of this is so unnecessary. And the the whole mental illness thing, yeah, that is a, a, a big thing. And it's listening to his dad or not listening, reading some of the words that his dad had to say, it's just like, wow, it's just so... The shooter's dad. The shooter's dad is like, that was just, his, his, his words were just raw and real. And it was just like, wow, you know, it's just, the whole thing is so, so heavy, so heavy. Yeah. Well, and, and you, you know, again, we're not going to make this a gun debate here, but it's like, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I'm not against all guns necessarily however it's to the point where it's like enough is enough okay well let's make this a debate first of all why do we have the weapons available that we have for second of all but also like why what the risks outweigh the benefits it's like well then why don't we legalize cocaine then just because it's not my fault that some dumbasses can't responsibly use cocaine like really no we've just there are things in society that we decide I told, we just shouldn't have I'm access not, to because of the risks outweigh the benefits. I'm not saying there is a good reason to have them. I'm not. I'm also saying that I don't know that you have to outlaw all guns in every situation. However, the place that we're at is untenable. I mean, I don't think it's, and you know, the argument with the Second Amendment that oh, I you but know, you can't the, infringe but that on this. Is the every, argument is that we're going to take away all so the. Nobody is saying to take away all the guns. First of all, exactly. nobody's saying that. So that's that's my. I, I, I personally hypothe- like think ideally we yes. don't need them. Like so we don't. so so I, and we can have that debate. But I'm speaking strictly from, yeah, get over yourself. You're not going to take out the military with your AK, you know, (laughs) AR-15, whatever. Like, uh that's not going to happen. So get over yourself if you're arguing for the Second Amendment about a well-regulated militia. Forget it. Yeah, and maybe talk to somebody about your paranoia. Like, honestly. Right. Well, you've said this before, but it's like you're big and bad and tough because you don't fear anything. Yet, if you don't fear anything, why do you need to have the guns to protect yourself because you're afraid? This is going to be so (laughs) simplistic, but like... I mean, if we're going to, if we're manifesting, what would Jesus do in these scenarios? This is so simplistic. But like, to me, it's like, that is a very simplistic view and it came out very simplistic, but it's actually really deeply profound and maybe reflect on that a little bit. Yeah. Well, and that's, I, that's the problem is that the arguments don't add up, you know? Well, if, if we take away them from law abiding citizens, then only non law abiding citizens are going to have them. Well, not really. No, because if they're not available and if there's. Exactly. I mean, yes, but not at this degree. Right. I mean, seriously. That, that's <laughs> it's just. <laughs> that's exactly it. And, and like you said, you outlaw certain drugs and other things that you can't do. Uh huh. And yet, because we've decided that it's too much of a harm right. to society. But you're able to have this. Yeah. And then you I, make just, the argument that I should be able to have whatever gun I have. Well, no, you can't have any gun. I, you that's want yeah. And that, I guess that's my point. The arguments that, for 
gun rights don't add up when you consider the other rules that we have in society and the way we've established law and order. Like your argument doesn't add up. That's at that's, least provide me a sound, no, wise that's, argument. That's the okay? place that I want to start from. Is that that that? <laughs> let's start there. Not. I don't mean on this podcast today, but I mean like, <laughs> let's just start there, right? Mm-hmm. Your argument for this compared to everything else that we don't allow yeah. doesn't add up. Right. So shut up on that. Mm-hmm. Like you sound ridiculous. You sound stupid. And again, going back to, you know, the end all be all, the second amendment and what it says and the interpretation on that and everything else is like, again, you sound stupid if you're pushing for this narrative that there's no restriction and that this should just be open. You know, it's like, no. Maybe you don't sound stupid, but. Very hypocritical. Hypocritical and naive. Okay, stupid might not be the right word, but hypocritical Maybe, and... and mm, there's a lack of reflection there. Okay. Uh, ignorant. Not on you. There's Maybe. a reflective, re- yeah. There's a lack of reflection yes. on this inability to participate in a higher level conversation, an exactly. intellectual conversation about these things. Yeah. And that that's, that's my take on it is like, let's at least start somewhere. And it isn't where we are today if we're going to, you know, put some different laws in place and restrict it. Like, I, I, the fact that there's some people that are not open to that, I think, is appalling. Like, at least some conversation and some discussion and well, some there's, actual there's changes. There's people on every side that aren't open to things right. on extremes. You find black, oh, you there's find black plenty and white <laughs> thinking. You <laughs> there, find dichotomous thinking. Like, there are plenty of other things where I would, ag- I just, would agree with the same principle yeah. of, <laughs> no, you're not going to get everything you want. And that's not normal to think that. And you sound ridiculous. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. So, but anyways, the whole thing, of course, you know, there seems to always just be this natural sort of like um, process and I imagine that there's you know going to be a lot more tensions in the coming days at least around here locally around this issue as far as debating go I you know Mm -hmm. I don't know but I don't really care to do that no I don't want to do that I fucking hate guns nobody's going to change my mind on that I'm not saying to outlaw them I think we should I'm not saying we should I just think we should but also I would like some intelligent conversation around this because people are dying and it's scary exactly it is no and it's I mean it's it is it's gotten to a point and so we can say, well, it's not the guns, it's the mental health. Okay, well, we're not it's addressing... Both. It's It's fucking okay, both. Exactly. It is both. <laughs> and we're not addressing the mental health satisfactorily. Yeah. So the bottom line is, okay, so until we address mental health, maybe we need to fucking take the guns guns. I mean, yeah. you want to you say one thing, but then you don't want to provide the support and mm-hmm. what's needed as far as mental health goes. So it's... Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's complicated and it's disheartening and it's sad. Mm-hmm. And like you said, this being close to home. And I mean, in the last week we had, you know, again, locally, the you know, the um, balloon or whatever unidentified object mm-hmm, that was mm-hmm. shot down over Lake Huron. Mm-hmm. And I'll even, you know, there hasn't been a lot of time. We don't watch the news on TV very often, but, mm-hmm. you know, the train derailment in Ohio and the way they blew that up. And again, I'm not going to be conspiracy theorist well, and about yet it. You are. <laughs> I, I am because I'm intrigued. I am intrigued by it. I'm, yeah, I'm going to be you honest also, with you. You also, you, you also succumb to the dramatic tweets about it. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I'll acknowledge that. <laughs> I'll, I mean, it's one of those things. And, and I think it's a bigger, um, it's not something I'm passionate about, but like our, mass transit here our rail system and i mean it's like it's we all i mean everybody knows it's shitty at best 
it doesn't compare to the rest of the world as far Mm -hmm. as that goes. And so when you have situations like this, and it doesn't seem like there's any real efforts around, there are efforts, but any real changes to improve the infrastructure and make things better. It, again, I, you know, I don't know what's right or wrong in the situation. It happened. And Mm -hmm. so what was the best course of action to clean it up? I'm not saying, you know, they, they, Blew up the train cars apparently to clear the tracks, and then there was all the chemicals and stuff like that. I have no idea. They've apparently been uh, measuring levels in the homes to make sure they're safe to, you know, inhabit and everything else. And you know, I think there's a bunch of fish and stuff that have died in the streams and lakes around. I don't even know. But anyway, there's just there over the last week. There's been a lot of stuff happening within a closer geographic footprint than we normally are involved in. So. Yeah. Do you wonder if perhaps just playing devil's advocate here? And also, by the way, backing up to that whole comment about what would Jesus do? Like that was, I, I'm conflating all sorts of things. I guess I feel like I need to go back and address that as I just said, devil's advocate. And that came up was like, there tends to be, so I'm going to stereotype here and I recognize that. I know where you're going. There tends <laughs> to be the same group of people yes. that are advocates of the gun lobby tend to be what we would consider, well, not we, we as a society, not me necessarily, more of a fundamental Christian mm-hmm. base, right? Yeah. So that's why I conflated those two issues together. However, back to devil's advocate on what's going on in the world of like this stuff. Do you, is it, is there more dramatic things going on and and condensed together in a period of time or does it just feel like it there's more like do you know what i mean like are we in a state where we're like where you're also like oh like here's the whole thing the the the, you know unidentified flying objects that have been shot down over the past couple weeks like i'm not i'm not all worked up about that Mm -hmm. that doesn't i'm I'm not going to say there isn't something to it but at the same time the um, theatrics around it and some of the drama around it. Obviously, you scrambled military, you know, jets and planes, and you shot missiles in our airspace to shoot these things. So clearly, there's something to it. However, like, I, I think that part of what you said it it ends up coming across. It's sensationalized. It becomes yeah. more dramatic than maybe it actually is. Yeah, it's hard. Understanding to that we don't know. Yeah. And there's a lot of people, well, we should know. Well, there's a lot of stuff we don't know that you're fine not knowing. Yeah. So if you want to pick up on these things, that's fine. Me, I don't, you know, at this point, I don't see any harm in it. I don't know, you know. It was funny because we watched just a clip of Neil deGrasse Tyson was on, I don't even know if it was CNN or oh, um, yeah. uh, whatever the news channel it was talking about ufos and you know would it be a you you know could it be a ufo and he's like well of course it could be but i mean let's just think about this you come from light years away you travel through the galaxy and then you come into our airspace to get shot down by a fighter jet after traveling (laughs) you know obviously you're way more advanced and sophisticated than we are as a civilization and so you just decided to come here and then Mm -hmm. we shoot you down that easily with our you know, uh, technology that is not that sophisticated. Yeah. Like, no, that doesn't seem likely. So whether they're balloons or whatever else, again, I just, I don't know. I'm just not, not. Yeah. And I mean, anybody sort of, I mean, I, this is just, just, just even thinking about from the side of like, even a foreign government using them as spy 
strategies, it's kind of like, well, I mean, do you think you could have been a little more under the radar there? Like, yeah, we talked literally? about that. Like, there's literally satellites <laughs> flying over all the time. Like, and you, we have satellite imagery we've seen from other countries where it's so zoomed in and specific on what they, you know, so detailed. And it's like, uh, yeah, that. I, what's the advantage to that? I mean, and you think about, uh, you can literally come over here and buy property here. I mean. How much? How many properties around the country do um, you know Chinese people own? Mm-hmm. Like tons and tons and tons of property. They're buying up real estate like crazy. Okay. So the fact of the matter is, are you getting that much more from a balloon at forty to sixty thousand feet in the air that you're sur- you know doing surveillance on when there's people that live here? Like it just I don't know. Some of it just seems a little far fetched. And again, I'm no expert in this area. I'm not going right, to pretend to be, right, and it's complicated. Right. But it's like. I just don't, that doesn't bother me. Okay. So a train derailment that's, you know, potentially polluting an area and contaminating the environment, like, I think that is potentially a big issue. Again, I don't know that much about it. Um, but again, I just think so much of the stuff is just like, there's so much going on in all over the place. And the things that we, the things that we tend to focus on a lot of times are not the real stories that should be focused on yeah. the things we put our attention to yeah, the things that we get worked say, up about I and everything a, else. I got a really good lesson in that at an early age and I'm fortunate for that. I had worked for the government and I had an experience where this is going to be controversial, but honestly working for the government of all the, all of the entities I've worked for, it was the most well-oiled machine. There, it had integrity. It had competence. Like, I mean, seriously. And I know people don't like to hear that out of, but it's truly like was my experience compared to other places I've worked and also working for the government is you're under so much scrutiny and like the stories that I would see published in a paper about things that happened out there because I worked in the world of mm-hmm. children child welfare I had I had I knew what really happened right and it was very frustrating to see how things would just spiral and there was just no objectivity or Mm -hmm. neutrality or like anything. And then just even people's personal opinions about how a situation should play out. And it's, and you know, so there's just, there's just a lot of subjectivity there that like we can easily get fed into and spiral out of, you know what I mean? Yeah. We all are inclined to feed into the gossip and you know, the latest dramatic event Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. conversation. I mean, that's human nature. I, yeah. I mean, there are yeah. probably some that are more immune than others, but yeah, no, I, I worked with somebody not at our company, but a customer of ours that used to work for the army Corps of engineers. And it's one thing he would always say. He's like, and, and again, the government, just like any other organization or anything else, they're going to be good employees and not so great employees. And yeah. But the level and, of accountability within right. the government, I, I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong. The stories are the stories, but right. honestly, compared to where other places I've worked, yeah. no. Like, so that's what <laughs> that's what he would always say. He's like the stuff that we dealt with, and us as a contractor, and them as a um, utility. It's like this wouldn't happen. Like we wouldn't allow this to happen. Like mm-hmm. there would be, mm-hmm. or, or there'd be a process in place. We mm-hmm. would follow this process, and when this happened, we would. This is how we yeah. would address it. Yeah. But like the planning up front and the execution and everything else, yes, yeah. it's slower. And yes, we'd have to go yeah, through these different hoops. Yeah. But at the same time, when it came time, di- you know, time to, you know, entering into that building, yeah. whatever project it was, he's like, we had thought about more things, but we also had 
things in place yeah. already to address. Well, you know, and that's the thing is like on the surface, bureaucracy looks like the devil. But w- when it comes to government, I think bureaucracy is necessary and you can see the beauty in it, you know? So, yeah, that's all it. Well, and that's the, that's the thing too is, I mean, obviously, especially in this country, like most of what the government does, you have the government and then a lot of the government spending is contracted out to private companies. So you can talk about all the waste and everything else, but it's like, okay, but what level of is is yeah. there compared to how much is actually being being done by private companies anyway? So it's like, yeah. if you're arguing that that's a better situation, we have we do we have a good blend in this country, and I think between the two, I think so too. Honestly, I think that cap, uh, private the private sector is a healthy competition for the government, yeah. and they hold each other accountable. I I think so too. I've always said that. Yeah, and there's you know times when it's better to use maybe a private company to be yeah. able to execute something possibly a little quicker and mm-hmm. there's benefits sometimes where that doesn't make sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean i think we've seen this in the military and again not privy to anything really going on but you know where they've contracted out private security forces and other things like that and mm-hmm. you just hear the stories back again mm-hmm. whether they're true or not who knows mm-hmm. but it's like well, you... i definitely had my opinion about contracting out child welfare services so <laughs> a lot of Sure. Same thing. They that yeah. It gets complicated yeah. in those things, and it's like there's okay, certain, there's certain things where you're institutions mo- that do it better I mean, than others. The prison system. Yes. It's like okay, you're run by private companies. Well, you're incentivized to obviously Doesn't have you know work. meet capacity and to which I'm starting to have like not love about healthcare. Like, uh, I won't go down that rabbit hole, but it's just yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I was drinking there. <laughs> Little lemon water that you uh, told me to drink today. Yep. It's pretty tart. So anyways, was I, was, anyways. I, did, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about? Well, you must have something on your No, agenda. I don't. I don't. Oh, you don't? No. Nope. Really? Um, I, didn't, I didn't have anything specifically that I wanted to talk about. You and I were talking the other day. Oh, no. I don't even remember what dreams that was. But speci- anyway, talking about, I said I want to like, talk about our dreams on a podcast at one point. Tell me dreams that we remember or stand out because I typically I'll have a dream and in, in the morning I'll remember it for like 10 minutes and then I can't remember 90% of the details of what occurred, which is so weird to me that you can remember it when you wake up and it, like so yeah, much can go away so quickly. Yeah. Um, you have some pretty vivid dreams. What did I, I was just telling you a dream I just had the other day and uh, now I can't remember it. Anyway, but what I wanted to talk about, just share, I guess not really talk about, but I've had a dream a couple of times. I haven't had it in many, many, many years. But basically, and I, I wake up um, in this dream, but I'm essentially, and I, it feels like an abduction, like an alien abduction. Yeah, you, yeah, that's... And it's like, everything is basically, like, you can't really see anything, but it's all, like, gray. And there's this, like, force on me that will not let me sit up or move. And like this, I don't know if it's a sound or what it is, but it just, it, I literally am laying there and cannot make a sound, cannot move my body. And then eventually I will, and it feels like something's like pulling me, but I'm also not moving at the same this time. This is like my worst nightmare. Light. Don't talk about it. Now it's going to happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then eventually, like the couple times I've had it, I've woken up like, and I'm finally able to scream and move. And I've actually like woken up like that. But mm. during it, I can't move at all and i always wonder like can i really not move is it or is it just in the dream for whatever reason like am i actually trying to move my body or Mm -hmm. am i not but then i'll wake up and like 
move during that process of waking up. So it's like, no, I feel like I'm actually trying to move and can't move. So, yeah. There's a thing for that. I don't know. what It's called something. Oh, is it? Yeah. Some kind of paralysis or something? I I don't. Yeah, that might be sleep paralysis. But yeah, it's a thing. Okay. I I don't. I can't. I've heard of it. Like, that's all I can say about it. Okay. Maybe you should research it. I'll have to. I'll have to look into it. it. I'll have to look into it. But yeah, I, I, I don't. I mean, I have some scary dreams about like, like the, some of the recurring scary dreams I have are, are tornadoes chasing me. And that I had that dream a as a kid. I still have that. And you could only uh, move I, in I, slow it's, motion. It's, and it's coming after me. Or I'm just trying to, I just get to a point where I'm taking shelter and I see it coming. Um, and you, I've got, I've had several now where. Are you able to move at normal speed? I think so. But okay. It's, but but it's unavoidable. Like, you know, it's an open field and I'm able to find some shelter or whatever. But it's always like, and then wherever I'm at, like, there's glad. Like, I know it's coming and I'm just bracing for it to come over. And and it does. Like, I and it does. Like, it always comes over. I always, it never, you know, it doesn't take me out. I don't go flying with it or anything. So that, to me, those dreams are actually kind of satisfying because it's like, oh, I got through that. You know, I wonder if there's some sort of symbolic meaning there uh-huh um but like some of the dreams that i i also have all the dreams like i need to dial somebody's phone and i get interrupted every freaking time and it's just like this <laughs> infinite thing it's slow motion i get the first three numbers out i can't get to the next L- or like i'll it. get or i'll get all of them but the last or i'll finally get it but then the phone dies like it's is just it, is it an emergency situation it's always where an you, emergency okay, situation where you need to you need to yes, dial yes. yeah okay um I've also have a lot of dreams and this one is really, I don't know why I have this one, but I have dreams where, I mean, the typical, like I can't open my locker or I show up to a college course and it's final exams and I haven't been there all. But what the really scary one is related to academics. Hold on one. Okay. Is that I will suddenly be like today, 40, never technically legally passed kindergarten so i have to go back to kindergarten and do it for a year because there's a, there's a my movie cr- about everything, that i know but it was billy be- madison i know but it was before billy madison even came out i've had and i've never seen billy okay. madison by the way so what? no but i just so i think about and it's like it's always like so terrifying because it's like oh no I'm, i might lose my job like everything might be stripped of me like i wasn't supposed to be doing any of this this whole time because i didn't get through kindergarten and then it's like this whole thing of like, am I actually going to be able to sit through an entire year of kindergarten with these people? Like, <laughs> that is. When's the last time you had that dream? Any idea? I within the last year or two, or okay. maybe it, since we've lived in this house, and I've had it probably more than once. That is absolutely the story of your life. You are so afraid that somebody's going to come and tell you that you did something wrong, and so you can no longer do that thing. Whatever didn't it cover is, the it's right like. Steps. Yeah, like you, yeah, you missed a step. And like so I'll know in my heart that I know what I'm doing, but I'll be like, oh, right. but did I do the right step? Yeah. Like, did I do that box? So if I get audited, I know that I like, whatever, you know, like. <laughs> I would like to know the percentage of people that deal with those dreams or those thoughts because I've never, that's never crossed my mind in the, that same way at all. Yeah. Like that I missed a step and somebody's going to come back and say, Oh wait, you didn't actually finish this, and so therefore all of this stuff—you know, your law degree is now gone, or your you know master's is gone. Like that's never ever crossed my mind. Yeah, yeah, and like. But that happens to you in your private practice I, too. It shows up. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I uh, just worry about insurance and all the rules. <laughs> yes. But like, I, I just 
yeah, and I tend that's that's a big thing for me is making sure I'm following the rules. Like like I just like I I just want to make sure that I I don't know I can't explain right. it, but I'm just like I just want to make sure I did everything I would that, that that all the boxes are checked. Yeah, but um, even though like there it's like I know. Uh, never mind. I don't want to. I want to say there, but I was going to say something. Oh, it shows up in our relationship a lot. Absolutely, because you it don't does. care about things. I'll be like, Jim, did you do that? Did you? Are you sure that you did that? And you'll be like, Oh, it doesn't matter as long as I did it this way. And I'm like, No, the paper says to do it this way. Do it this way. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna and I'm gonna say that I think I'm probably better than seventy percent of the population at actually. You're shaking your head no, but seventy percent of the people that you know. I mean, mm. come on, you're the first person I've ever had to deal with this shit with, where I'm like, no, this is what it says to do it this way. We're doing it this way. <laughs> yeah, and you're not wrong in that at all. I mean, you're right in saying what you're saying, but again, I there are like in in that respect to the outside, the external world for you. You want, I'm going to say this wrong, I'm going to use the wrong words here, but you want things to be, you want instructions. You want things to be very clear and black and white, and this is how you do it. Only if it relates to something that... There's authority. The authority. Yeah, like taxes. Like, Jim, did you, like, I want an accountant to do it, because do you really know what you're doing? You know what I mean? Or anything, like... I mean, just like, you know, we got almost got a ticket for not shoveling our sidewalk the other day. And like, you're like, oh, we'll get around. And I'm like, no, it has to be done right now because I don't want to be penalized. Yeah. Like I, but other than that, I, I feel like I, I, and if something, if there's a rule at an institution that I feel that's like completely incongruent with my values, I'm not going to just go along with it. Mm-hmm. And also like, I'm not going to like. Like I have confidence in my own abilities, right. but again, if there's a situation where I might be fined for something, like just just take care of it. Just do what they want you to fucking do, and just take care of it. You know what I mean? I don't want to yeah. deal with the hassle. Like if I got a speeding ticket, no, I'm not going to fight it. I'm just going to fucking pay it. Like I'm not going to, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, I was just I was trying to equate this to something very stupid um, and simplistic, but like I'm just thinking about being someplace. Let's just say the airport where there's nobody in line, but the turnstiles are set up for like, you know, a, a line of a thousand people. And you would continue to walk through, and this is a stupid example, I understand that, but the whole turnstile thing back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, instead of being like, well, this is dumb. There's nobody here. And like, we can just cut through and just go. I have go no sh- idea what you're talking about. Okay. I'm just saying, <laughs> for the most part, you will... Most people, a lot of people, you will look like for to cheat the system, and of, I don't. That's so, yeah. the difference. I have integrity, Again, and you don't. No, That's what this is about. This is my whole point to this: is like <laughs> there are certain things. There's no value in this step. There's the, the reason to do this step to get to this step. We there can is just, value in it. You okay. avoid you avoid the hassle <laughs> later. But I hear what you're saying there. But yet, that's what you. I feel like you are wired in a way where you're like, does this really make sense? Is there an easier right. way to do this? Is this really necessary? And I'm like, why are we wasting our time here? Just do it. So How you, about you just do it? My, my point to that was you hit on like, unless it goes against your values. But if it doesn't go against your values, even if it's completely pointless, you're like, well, no, I just, I have to do it because it's what I'm supposed to do and I don't want to get I, in trouble. I have, no, and, and I have, it's not even about getting in trouble. It's about not dealing with the hassle. And I have a, a respect and a regard yeah for again some bureaucratic things because they might not make sense on the surface but they often make sense in the big picture of things so i i have a respect for that process i think 
Yeah, you do. I, I think you have an abnormal level of amount of respect for that process. I, and that's not wrong with you. I'm just saying like, well, I, I just think feel like, you know, you know, I feel like that. that plays out too. Like, for example, like, I think if you're like, you know, if you, this is the other thing that you'll spend a lot of energy on. Like if you buy something and then you find out later that it went on sale, you'll go out of your <laughs> way. I don't know. You'll probably spend more money on gas than you, than you would save on the discount and all the energy that goes into whatever it is you need to go into to get the sale price now later on where I'm just like, no, you know what? Sorry, I got it on this day. It was meant to be. I paid full price. Right. Fuck it. I'm not going to waste any more energy yeah. on this situation. That's silly to me. Or what that looks like as far as how much effort I'm willing to put in. Yeah. To, I'm not going to. But you're like, like that person that like, I have a coupon for something. Therefore, I have to use it and go shopping. And I'm like, no, yes. I shop when I want something. Not right. because I have a coupon. Well, that but, doesn't even add up. But you you're always, actually spending more money now. I guarantee but you, you are wasting more money. And there's always a coupon. That's so <laughs> not true. Like you're a Groupon person. Like that's the whole thing with Groupon. I'm like, you, you guys are all being scammed. Seriously. <laughs> no, coupons are a joke. They're a scam. They're a sham. They're just to draw you in and they they you hook, line, and sinker every time. Yeah. <laughs> I have gotten better at small businesses, especially at net not like obsessing or focusing on that. I'm like, they're a small business. Okay, you know what? I'm willing to go oh, in there you'll and be buy like, whatever. I'm and... not going to buy anything because I don't have a coupon. But then if you have a coupon, coupon, you'll go buy something. And it's like, are you addicted to shopping? Is that what this is actually about? Or Maybe. do you actually want this item? And like, really? <laughs> the last couple of times we've gone out, I've bought something from, well, not the last couple of times, over the last couple of months, we've gone out a couple of times and I've bought something for myself at full price. That's hard for me to do. Oh, I, I, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's, I can't believe I'm going to spend that much money on a pair of shorts or a jacket. And it's like, but I like it. And I'd like it a lot better than the one that's on sale. So I'm going to get the one yeah. I Yeah. Like. Well, you go through fits and spurts with that too. Because yeah, you spend, you buy big ticket items. And when you buy a big ticket item, yeah. you're like, that you want the best of the best. Mm -hmm. And we have talked about this. So it's, it's like, it's true. Okay, that, so it's so yeah. I might shop more, but in the big scheme of things, I yeah. spend nowhere near as much as you spend. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely, without a like doubt. Like I'll pay I, when I go shopping, I'll pay full price. I'm like, I'm not gonna, right. I'm not gonna go to the discount rack. I'm gonna get what I want. Right. I'm not gonna go get that, get something because it's on sale. Like generally, of course, I will also do that. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. generally, if I'm like, I want something, I'm just gonna get it. I'm not going to think about the no. Price I'm of that it. way mostly with I'm going to think when about I'm price, buying but. big ticket items. I, of course, want the best price, but I'm going to get the one I want, regardless of whether it's on sale or not. I've made up my mind. This is what I want to buy, yeah. this model. Yeah. Okay, this one might be comparable, Which but that's not the one I want. Because so. then I'm like, you don't need that. But you don't need that camera lens. You're not a photographer. You're not going to ever get the use out of it that a person that deserves to buy that lens should have you are 100 and then you'll get pissed at me because i'm like i'm gonna go to the mall and get a new outfit for tonight and you're like we can't spend any more money and i'm like uh, again microphones for this podcast like all of a sudden you're like we have to have a we have to have better microphones why We're worth it why no i i will <laughs> completely acknowledge all of that and yes like i've got a camera that's now going to be five years old yeah and I do want another lens for it because you've taken again, about a thousand we've, pictures we've, of nothing. We've talked about this. I don't, I don't pictures of nothing. care. I get enjoyment out of it. <laughs> Even if I'm not good at it. Great. 
I get enjoyment out of it. Okay. So you can suck it in that way because it's something that do I... Do I yell at you and say, you can't buy that. We don't have any money. <laughs> yes, you do. No, you don't. don't need that. You're not getting that. Yeah, but I don't say, I don't do what you do. I know. <laughs> I go, no, I, you're, I go, I go through, I go through. It's, it's and then you try, and then you try that. to convince me that you're logical. And I'm like, you're just, yeah. you're, this is an emotional response right now. I know. So don't sit here and try to play I these know. games with me. I know. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta keep you, uh, reined in on that. I can't let you Please, go crazy. <laughs> I do not go crazy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Anyway, it was a sidebar. Yeah, it was. Sidebar. I don't even know how we got on that topic. We were talking about dreams and then we started okay. talking about, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Okay. Anyway. Yes. I was okay. going to actually, but before we got into all of this stuff, talking about all of this, you brought up something when Katie was uh, with us, was that last week? Um, what night was she with us? Anyway, that she did the podcast. Does it matter? It doesn't matter. Point. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to, uh, anyway, she was taught, you were talking about when we went to the San Diego Zoo and being in the birdhouse and how that mm, was, mm-hmm. um, you felt like claustrophobic. And she's like, well, you can't be. That's a big area. Mm-hmm. And I was going to ask you, uh, we've, we, I mean, we've talked about this before, but like I was thinking more about that in that space and like, well, no, you actually can be because you feel trapped in that. You I can't also, see where I'm going either. You also don't like to be on boats where obviously you're not driving and you don't really drive a boat. Mm-hmm. So yeah. pretty much going out with somebody on a boat mm-hmm. and that even scales to a kayak or a paddleboard where it's just the two of us and we're out like you want to be next to shore. I mean, I prefer it. I think it depends on, you know, there's seasons in my life where I, I notice there's less anxiety and I don't have a problem with that. But okay. You're right in the sense that like it's just this ultimate feeling of loss of physical of control of my physical environment. Uh-huh. And that's that's my shadow. Like that's yeah. that's stuff that I'm continuing, you know, I I I want to avoid, but I need not to. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. Well, this kind of came up for me because we went to Kensington um this past weekend. It was beautiful and went for a walk and mm-hmm. we actually completed a whole we did one of the which loops we there. Up before. Which we, we up here. which we have brought up before, yes. but I was thinking more about that because every time we don't do that and we do it out and back instead, mm-hmm. which is, I will acknowledge this is my own shit, mm-hmm. which is the dumbest thing, but I feel like I missed out on something. Mm-hmm. I missed out. What if we went the other way? I would have seen something. We might've yeah. seen deer or something like that. And I feel like the same situation comes up when we're kayaking or whatever. It's like yeah. hugging the shore is fine. But yes. at the same time, I feel like I'm missing out on the experience what of being not, in the lake. What if you're not? I know. What no. if you're missing out on being there? That's what I'm, at? that's what I'm saying. It's, it, it, <laughs> I, I, I start to, I don't want to say obsess about it, but I really like that gets to me. Like what am I? And then it's I like, know. And I thought, but it's like, but what am I missing out on? Like, nothing. I mean, especially around here, like the lake where it's a small lake or the the trail's a short trail anyway. Yeah. But it's just this feeling of like, I don't want to say completing something, but just experiencing all of it, even if it's the same experience. Okay. But see, going back to what we, like we even talked about in previous episodes with the Myers-Briggs is like, Mm -hmm. when it comes to non-physical, physical world things, so maybe the emotional world of things, I want to close loops. And you want to keep loops open. Uh-huh. And so now what we're talking about is the contrary in the physical world. I don't want to close any of those loops. I talked to you. We actually talked about this this weekend when we did it. I said, you know what? Nope. We're going to do the whole loop because I realize that there is a relationship between our brain activity and what we're doing in the physical world. And, and so like 
by by walking the whole loop and closing the loop, I am forming new neural pathways in my brain mm-hmm. too, which are essential for, you know, all sorts of things when it comes to brain health. So yeah, I'm gonna do this. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be a baby here. I'm not even not even just be a baby, but just do what feels more comfortable or I just You're don't getting out of your comfort with. zone. Yeah. So I and I did do it and I knew I would and, and I do like same thing I told you. I said this is the same thing I have when I have to run races. Uh-huh. I when I run on my own, I prefer to stick to my own path and do out and backs, but a race you gotta do the whole course, you gotta do the mm-hmm. whole loop. And there's always a point in when I do those where I notice myself feeling a little anxious like now I'm at the point of no return. That you know, turning back is longer than the other way around. And I always feel a little bit of anxiety when I reach those points in a in a physical running race. And then I always, when I'm done, I feel this sense of so much sense of um, accomplishment Okay. just because of that, I think. So, I mean, obviously the running piece of it, but anyways, we talked about this because I said, you know, for you, then the physical world, you want to get out and explore, but maybe you're called to sit and be still at times Mm -hmm. and just do like, that's where your discomfort lies. And that's where you're also called to go inward. You know, there's like go in and get to know yourself intimately. It's almost feels like that's another manifestation of like sit in a room and just sit there. Go go out for a walk, but uh-huh. enjoy where you're at on the walk, not where you're going to get on the walk. I know. I, yeah. Well, and you mentioned that about that anxiousness. And I ran last summer, a couple parts to this. But anyway, I ran last summer, I think it was last summer at Kensington. And I was like, I'm just going to do it out and back because it's an eight mile loop or eight and a half miles. Uh-huh. And then I got to a point and I'm like, I'm getting to the point where it's close to like the four mile mark uh-huh. where it's still shorter to turn around. And I was like, I started getting nervous because I'm like, oh, I'm not in shape to like do eight miles. But at the same time, I want to do the full thing. And I ended up doing it. And the last two miles were terrible. They were awful. But so that helps me relate to what that anxiousness that you feel is like that oh there's no there's no point there's you know i'm at the point of no return now i'm like i'm just doing this like i I guess i can i can relate to that but yeah my internal world i've been trying to do that a lot more lately i still get super restless and stuff but even closing the loops in you know relationships with with the kids or with you like trying to actually not just say you know what are we doing i don't know i don't know uh we're gonna go eat maybe maybe like Mm -hmm. give an answer and mm-hmm. actually have, you know, come up with the mm-hmm. plan. But it's mm-hmm. it's more than that. It is. It's like just closing that mm-hmm. feedback loop mm-hmm. on, okay. Mm-hmm. And that does feel good. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I still catch myself doing it um, a lot. But I feel like I've actually been working on that piece of it. Like, actually, like, no, I just, here's the plan. This is what we're doing. This is what's going. And that's, again, this is a gross simplification of what yeah. that looks like. But just in general, trying to be like, okay, no, this came up. Now I need to go to the next step and follow through. I do that in... Mm-hmm. The external world, I don't do that mm-hmm. so well. Yeah, that's a good point. In relationships, but yeah, that's anyway. so interesting. So many epiphanies all the time. Mm-hmm. 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 But yeah, I was I was thinking today too that this is by far the longest time I've a project around here mm-hmm. around the house. It's period. So funny how much you bring that up. I I, I I mean it's been a few months now, and I haven't done anything. It's been more than a few months. It's been like over a year. No, but I mean like anything. Like I was going to go and I got to patch some stuff in the basement, you know, at the foundation and stuff. Yeah, that's and normal, Jim. I, <laughs> it's not normal for me because it's like, even if I went and did a little task, like I really, I mean, I pounded a couple of nails on the wood floor that were sticking out like last week, whatever. <laughs> but I mean, like, I really have not done any 
projects of any magnitude at all Thank around here. God for that. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of weird, but it feels kind of good. <laughs> it's letting me focus on other things. It's and so funny because you bring too. it up a lot. Almost yeah. like you feel like you are like, I'm just having this thought right now that almost just like you feel like you're not contributing or you're, you're, I don't know, you're not. It just feels different for me. Like, it's almost like, am, do I, like, what, why can't I think of the words right? I mean, I, I know I can never think of the words, but I really can't think of the words right now. Like, you're not contributing. Like, there's no industriousness there. Like, that, yeah. that is like a real need for you. You need to feel industrious and now it's not. And so you're questioning like right. things around it almost. Like, you you notice it. You talk about it. Yeah, I think this is, maybe it's really standing out to me because I actually don't really feel that right now. I'm not feeling this urge like this. I'm not feeling this guilt that I'm not doing it or oh, like, good. oh, this like need to do it. Like, like, yeah, it's not bothering me that I'm not doing it. I think it's funny because I have a friend, a good friend, and he's always, anytime I post something on Facebook about like a home project you're doing, he's always like, oh, poor Jim, like I'm making you do it. And it's like, I don't know how many <laughs> times I have to tell him and maybe he just knows it, but he's just being silly, wanting to give me a hard time, wanting to give me a hard time. But like, I am annoyed by the number of projects that you want to do. Like, I'm always telling you to stop that. We don't need this. Like, yeah. And every project <laughs> that we've done would have been much quicker and spearheaded smaller. by you. They're all spearheaded by you. First right. of all. Well, they're not all spearheaded by me, but I take it to the next level. You're like, Oh, I want to go redo this thing or I want to go do this. And it's like, you know, oh, we need to redo the patio. You're, you would have been just happy like fixing oh, it up and everything else. And it's yeah, like, yeah, and I'm still a little annoyed about yeah, that because okay. it's your vision and not mine. And I'm, I'm keep trying. We to are explain. not going to rehash that <gasps> again. No, not that piece of it. The other piece, the fact that it's large. Like, yeah, I d- had so many conversations with you about how I didn't want it that big, and you just kept talking down to me like I was like this dumb little girl that didn't know what she was talking about. And this came up again recently because I was like, no it's still too big and open for me. It was a much more enclosed, intimate feeling before. And I wanted that feeling. I still, I wanted to maintain that energy, that aesthetic. And it's not there. It's (laughs) It's gone. You took it away from us. We just have to figure out how to make it feel that way. Uh, Trust me for resale value. It'll be better. Oh, okay. Right. (laughs) Not that we're ever moving. (laughs) Anyway, you got anything else you want to talk about? I don't think so. Do you? No. Okay. Yesterday was Valentine's Day. Yep, it was. It was and a I nice Valentine's Day. Want to share oh, that? I am... We could talk about. I guess. I. I guess one other thing. Partner yoga. Oh yeah, that too. We've been doing a lot of that. Uh huh. We would do it. Well, first of all, we've been doing yoga in general more. Yeah. In a different kind of way, a serious way. It yoga was presented to me in a from a different angle recently that I never realized, and maybe everybody else is already attuned to this, and I wasn't. But apparently, you know, there's like a fundamental difference between Western yoga and Eastern yoga. And, you know, the Eastern principles around yoga are very much rooted in, and I'm not going to articulate this accurately. Can I just tell you, I really have to pee. But go ahead. I want to listen to you. So do you want to, do you want to pause or do you want to like, um, you can pause it (laughs) or you want me to to stop talking? I guess you have to decide. No, I don't want you to stop talking, but like you're, 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 you're explaining the fundamentals of yoga and the difference between Western and Eastern. I'm not explaining the fundamentals of yoga. Okay. The Eastern and Western philosophy (laughs) behind yoga. I don't know what I'm saying. All I'm saying is that there is, that it's actually really an exercise in stretching your mental and emotional and spiritual capacities it's not necessarily and and it's through the physical manifestation and it's actually deeply profoundly meditative in nature and focus and body attunement whatever i'm going to screw it all up but also so we've been doing it 
with as a couple. And it's mm-hmm. also the same thing. It's just been this real physical manifestation that you feel on a deep spiritual level about relying on one another yeah. to hold a position and balance. It's pretty intense. It's pretty like it is. profound. It's, it's it's really cool. And it, it I mean, we literally do these little, you know, deep, we look online and find these poses that people do and then try to replicate and figure out mm-hmm. how to do them, watch mm-hmm. the little videos on how they mm-hmm. get into and uh, yeah, so much of it is obviously balance. There's strength to it, but most of it's balance and stuff. But the the short period of time, the five, 10 minutes we spend trying to get one down mm-hmm. and figure it out, the closeness between us though, mm-hmm. like emotionally mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. that space that it creates mm-hmm. is really, it's really cool. It I mean, really it's like cool. you literally- You're forced to go inward yeah. to get your your own shit balanced. And, and then also ba- do the balance between. Like, it's so fascinating. The synchronization with each other. Yes. We have to be so in sync to get that yes. balance right together. Yes. And it's it puts you on a different wavelength, I think, doing that is what 100%. it feels like. So yeah. It is. It's been fun. So that's it. You were able yeah. to hold your pee through that. Yeah. Okay. And I was just going to tell you, it was Valentine's Day yesterday, and I'm more in love with you than ever before. So I wanted to share that with Aww. you. Samesies. Oh, good. I'm <laughs> glad. Would you have said anything else if that wasn't true? But... You know you it's don't lie. true. Everybody knows how much I love you. I mm. talk about it all the time. Yeah, samesies. <laughs> anyway, I love you. Love you too. Is, is there anything else you want nope. to say? Nope. Okay. All right. Bye. Here we go.